everybody, welcome back to another edition, or episode, or whatever the fuck we're calling it these days. Anywho, of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Now, a lot of this is probably going to be a little bit scatterbrained and a bit all over the place, because my anxiety is peaking like all hell. So if some of the information doesn't make sense, message me, and I'll clarify it for you. But otherwise, this one is going to be more about, well, you've seen the title, but this one is going to be about how health is a spectrum and how that if you have this one single little mental shift, everything becomes a lot easier. It's easier to hit your goals. It's easier to wake up in the morning and it's easier to actually go out and enjoy whatever it is that you want to be doing in life. So one of the things that I will say, as I have just, <laughs> as I've just said, and you've probably read, uh, health is a spectrum. It doesn't have to be high carb, low carb, high fat, low fat, bulking, shredding. You can be somewhere in the middle. You can be moderate carbs, moderate fat. You can also be on a maintenance phase. You can also just chill, do whatever the shit that you want to do at the gym and with your food. And if you don't like where you're heading, like consistently putting on way too much weight and your strength isn't really increasing at the gym, yeah, do something about it. Have a little quick four, six week shred and then just restart and then just keep going from there. But one of the biggest shifts is that it doesn't have to be this or that. It can be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It doesn't have to be, oh my God, I can't have this. It has carbs in it. Oh my God, I can't have that. It's too high calorie. Oh my God, I can't have this. I can't have that, whatever it is. Instead, start looking for things that you enjoy, foods that you enjoy, foods that bring you joy. And then we can look at the moderation of it. Because realistically, when people come to me first off, it's not about, oh my God, I don't know what I should be eating. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know damn well you shouldn't be ordering takeaway three times a week. You shouldn't be on Uber Eats three times a week. You know that vegetables are healthier than just chips. You know that salads are a little bit healthier than whatever, as long as they're not drowned in fucking sauces. I'm willing to bet that every single client I have had where I said, is this healthy or is this healthy? And I put up like a salad or steak, veggies, and some chips. And then on the unhealthy side, I put up like Uber Eats, I don't know, whatever you, whatever your go-to takeaway is or whatever your crutch is, a handful of M&Ms, for example. And then saying, well, do you want this or that? When realistically, you know you really want that handful of M&Ms. I'm going with this terrible analogy. You know you want that handful of M&Ms, so what do you do? You have some of them and you take some chips off of the steak, veggies, and chips. Then you get both and you still see results. It doesn't have to be one or the other, but I'm willing to bet that you know what is healthy and what is not. So the question is no longer, what should I be eating? Because you're a fucking adult. You know, you know damn well that what is healthy and what is not healthy. It's just the truth. And every single person comes to me and they say, I don't know what I should be eating. Realistically, you do. If you're Uber Eats, wow. If you're on menu log or Uber Eats or whatever, two, three, like multiple times a week, you know you shouldn't be doing that. So then it's not about what should I be eating, but instead how should I be eating? 
how should I be eating is a way better question that is going to affect you a lot better long term than what should I be eating? Because if I give you a meal plan and I say, here's veggies, here's veggies, here's steak, here's veggies, here's chicken, here's rice, here's veggies, it's going to be boring as fuck and you're not going to want it. You're not going to want to stick to it for very long. And then not only that, Loki, stop yelling at me. Cat is abusing me right now, wanting to go outside. But you know what is healthy and you know what is not. And you know that if you're on Uber Eats or Log multiple times per week, you know you shouldn't be doing that. So then, how should I be eating? Okay, cool. That's a better question. How should you be eating? Well, let's start with a super simple structure that has been ingrained into us since, I think, primary school. I don't know if they still teach it. But anyway, breakfast, lunch, dinner, go from there. So then, how should I be eating? In a structured manner. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. And wherever you are the hungriest, for example, a lot of people fuck this up and it's super common and it's something that I struggled with early on as well. Breakfast, 7am. Lunch, 12pm. Dinner, about 6 or 6.30. So from breakfast, 7am to 12pm, five hours. Not that terrible. But when it gets to lunch from 12 to 6, maybe even 7, we're looking at 6 or 7 hours, an extra 2 hours there. So typically, about 4pm is where most people will get the munchies, or they'll get snacky, or they need to get extra food, or they're brain foggy, or whatever. That is typically where 3 or 4pm is why I recommend having a snack. (coughs) For me, it used to be a toasted ham and cheese sandwich. Super simple protein in ham sandwich there's carbs in bread and they're actually for two slices about 170 calories on average for for me on over 2000 calories per day about 2200 in a deficit that's really good but if you don't have that well then what do you do get sandwich thins find an alternative get a low calorie wrap and turn it into a ham and cheese toasted wrap lower calories more volume of food So then that's how we should be eating. Breakfast, lunch, snack so that you don't go and binge, and then dinner. That is a way better question. How should I be eating as opposed to what should I be eating? Because if I said breakfast is going to be this, lunch is going to be this, dinner is going to be this, you are most likely either going to not want to report that you've eaten something at about four or for dessert because the foods are boring as all hell and they're not very palatable or you're going to feel guilty and every other negative emotion that you have guilt shame judge judged wow judged there we go for having something that's not on your meal plan because it's quote unquote not approved so when i give out meal plans very rarely do they work because we're humans we like to have flexibility Unfortunately, the fitness industry is very, you need to be doing keto, no carbs. You need to be doing intermittent fasting, no food after 6 p.m. You should only be having six small meals per day, but also you should only be having two big meals per day. There is so much contradicting information out there that it's hard to pick which is going to work. But you can also look at this in an awesome way in terms of it's not going to be, okay, well, if this works and this works and this works, which one should I do? It's going to be fantastic. All of it works. How do I want to go about this? So then which is going to be more sustainable for you? Which is going to work best for you based on your lifestyle? 
some clients I know love fasting and don't eat until 10 a.m. and then finish eating at about 8 a.m., about 8 p.m. when they've finished their dinner or dessert or whatever. End of the day, keto, paleo, intermittent fasting, Mediterranean diet, fucking anything else out there, fucking celery juice cleansers, I don't know, anything out there that is a diet, what does it do? Puts you into a calorie deficit. That's right for people that said calorie deficit. All of them do the exact same thing and put you in a calorie deficit so that you are burning more calories than you are consuming. That's what they do. That is the general rule of thumb. That is why you will hear personal trainers and coaches and everything be like, oh, calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. You're not in a fucking calorie deficit, mate. Quote James Smith right there. But he's right. And if you want to do anything with losing weight, calorie deficit. How do you find your calorie deficit? Because a lot of people say, I've been in a calorie deficit for three months and I haven't been losing weight. Then you're not in a fucking calorie deficit, mate. That one, that one that he says. So if you're not losing weight, you're not in a calorie deficit. And the pain in the ass thing about health and fitness, it is one of those gigs where you need to take two steps forward and one step back. If you want to lose 10 kilos, you can lose 10 kilos but then you'll have to put on a little bit of weight so that your metabolism isn't completely fucked or so that you put on a little bit of weight so that it's structured. So you don't lose 10 kilos and then immediately put it back on by going back to old habits and beliefs and eating patterns. This is why it's important to realize that all the results you're going to see are going to be awesome, but we need to take them with a grain of salt as well. It's not lose 10 kilos in terms of week one, I've lost one kilo. Week two, I've lost two kilos. Week three, I've lost three kilos. Realistically, it's going to look like week one, I lost one and a half kilos. Week two, I lost 300 grams. Week three, I put on 300 grams. Week four, okay, no, I just lost another kilo. It's going to go up and down and it's going to fuck with your head so much that you're going to be wondering, am I doing enough? Is this going to be working? Should I change my approach? Should I do a different diet? Should I do this? When realistically, we just need to relax control our emotions and responses to whatever it is that's going on and realize that consistency is the only thing as well as a calorie deficit <laughs> that will get you your results. When clients message me that they haven't had a good week or that they've put on weight this week or they've done whatever, I say, cool, I'll take a look at your calories next week. Give me seven days of consistency this week. Do your absolute best for this week. And if nothing changes or we're in the same spot seven days from now, I'll look at your nutrition and change it for you. The reason that I say that is because it is going to be the consistency that gets them. Realistically, they've had a big night on Saturday or Sunday or they've eaten something that has made them retain a lot of water and then they weigh in on the Monday and they go, oh my God, I've put on a kilo and I only weighed in last week where they didn't go out and have that big meal or do whatever. And they're like, oh my God, I've put on a kilo since last week and I did the exact same shit. No, you didn't. But, I mean, you didn't do the exact same shit, but that's okay because we can just be consistent with what you did the week before and realistically, what you did on that Saturday is probably going to normalize itself or rectify itself in about two or three days. So I get a lot of emotional texts and freak out messages from people on Mondays and Tuesdays sometimes on a Sunday as well. 
but they tend to calm down on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Why is that? Because they're in a heightened state of emotions because they've most likely weighed in on a Monday after a big weekend of not moving as much and consuming either the same or more calories. Again, your metabolism is a spectrum. It changes day to day. If you're not going for your 10,000 steps on a Saturday and you did every single day, Monday through Friday, but then on the weekend, you average about 3,000 steps per day and you're still eating the same, you're not burning as many calories for that day. So across the week, yes, your calorie deficit has decreased a little bit. But it looks worse because you've weighed in on the Monday where you've just had two days of inactivity plus either high or the same maintenance sort of calories. So your calorie deficit isn't the same as a Wednesday as a Wednesday day or a Thursday. It's just different because you've had different behaviors, different actions, different responses, and you've got a different calorie deficit now compared to when you were on Thursday. Realistically, Monday through Friday, people are very routined and structured. Wake up, breakfast, go to work, have lunch, go to work, come back and maybe have a little bit of something. Have dinner, go to bed, repeat five days a week. It's consistent as fuck. It's organized. It's routined. But then on the Saturday, it's wake up. It's a weekend, bacon and eggs, maybe go to the gym, maybe spend some time with your family, do whatever, walk around, you know, do whatever you need to do for your Saturday and Sunday. It's your weekend. You deserve it. Do whatever. But one of the things that we need to know about is the calorie deficit is just going to change on the weekends because you're not as routine or structured there compared to Monday through Friday. So Monday and Tuesday, I get a lot of freak out messages because people are like, oh my God, I've, I've put on weight. I haven't done enough. I've freaked out. I've done blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're in that really high emotional state because something hasn't gone their way from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And, they've, and they question everything, particularly a lot of my clients have anxiety, much like myself. That's why I try to help them. That's why a lot of people come to me for weight loss while dealing with anxiety. So how do we deal with those emotions? With consistency. Realistically, the first two, three days of the week are going to be a pain in the ass, particularly if you're someone that loves having a social life on the weekend and doing all that other shit. And this is going to be another episode that is going to be coming up in terms of what do you do when you're going out socializing and all of that on the weekends, either from the fact that you love it and it's awesome for your mental health and you need to do it. Otherwise you freak the fuck out or you're being forced to because your partner is the eccentric one in the group and or in the, in the group, in the relationship, unless you are in a group relationship, in which case I wasn't wrong. Um, but I feel like that would be a different culture. Anywho. It's going to be more about how do we become consistent with what we're doing today. In the next podcast, I'll answer all those questions about going out, socializing and all that fun shit. But for this one, Monday through Tuesday, very heightened emotional responses. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, people are like, I'm fucking killing it. But you don't see the immediate consequences of your actions. Now, consequences can be good or bad. Consequence is purely just something that happens as a result of doing something else. For example, if I was cutting wood, the consequence of that is my wood would not be as shorter and I would have sawdust. A consequence of cutting wood is I have sawdust. It's not good or bad. You could sell that sawdust and make heaps of money off it. But anywho, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days of the week, people are going to be loving it. 
They're going to see results. They're going to do whatever. But three days of the week, Sunday morning, Monday morning, and Tuesday morning. Tuesday is typically where a lot of people tend to come down a little bit or they start to plateau out. Wednesday is where they normally hit their weight that they were the week before. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they continue to see a little bit of weight loss. This is why it's important to weigh yourself more than once a week because you could potentially be weighing in on a high or a low day. So it is going to be about how do you control your emotions when you get to that heightened state of emotions and you start to question literally fucking everything about what you're doing. It's going to be a very unique answer for you. But one of the most general pieces of advice I can give is to take a breath, realize that where you are weighing in on that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or whatever day that may not be going your way, it's just a check-in for that day. It doesn't change what you were going to do that day. It doesn't change what you, I hate using this word, what you should be thinking. It doesn't change who you are, what you do at work, your position, your relationship, your title, your car, your house, your kids, your clothes. It doesn't change anything about that. The only thing that has changed by jumping on the scales is your perception of how you are doing internally from an external factor such as the number on the scales. The number on the scales mean more to me than they do to my client. Main reason, well, not initially, but at the end they do. The main reason for this is because a lot of people associate their weight with their self-worth in terms of, have I lost weight? Yes or no? And they need that external confirmation of, is everything I'm doing working? When realistically, that's not the validation we should be seeking. The validation we should be seeking should be coming from internally, such as, do I feel okay? Am I happy? Am I sleeping? Holy shit, I'm actually going to the gym now and I never would have done that before. I'm reaching out to people and I never would have done that before. I'm now doing Facebook lives and I never did that before. If you're a transformation client, you understand that. But look at all the other things that you have done or improved on through your health or fitness journey. A lot of my clients, the weight starts off being their number one priority. And then towards week seven, eight, nine, ten, and onwards, they start to realize like, oh yeah. And the check-ins start to be about not even the weight, just about, hey, Trav, I freaked out this week, but it was really good because I learned how to handle the emotions and how to do this and how to do that. And they start talking about everything that's going on in their head and how they handled a situation and how they're going to do it. And they end up coaching themselves so that by week 10, 11, 12, I'm almost useless because they know how to deal with their emotions, how to deal with their anxiety and how to do all that stuff. This is obviously very unique based on the person because I've had some people that have signed up for six months, some people that have kept going for nine months, two years. It doesn't matter. If you want that accountability and if you feel like you need something to be worked on or you want that coach because I've had a coach for three years, you only need, you only not need a coach when you're 100% happy with where you are. And unfortunately for me, luckily for all my coaches, <laughs> I'm never really going to be happy with where I am until I hit certain goals and it's consistent and it's very easy. But I have such high posts, high posts, wow, high standards and expectations of myself, but I also have a very open time window. I'm going to get this from my business. I'm going to get this sort of house. I'm going to get this sort of gym. I'm going to get this sort of business. I'm going to get this sort of following. I'm going to get this, 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 this. I feel like it's inevitable. So I act as if I already have those things 
So that way I can just start acting as if I already have them to hopefully get those things a lot quicker. However, I also need to be okay with the fact that I'm not there yet. So I can't let my ego get in the way of, I don't have those things yet, but I feel like I do because that's just how I work. And how I translate that into my clients is if you want to lose 10 kilos, act in accordance as if you've already lost 10 kilos. What would the future client say? Or what would you, what would your future dream ideal version say about what's going on right now? Realistically, that's a really good practice for a lot of my clients who are very visual. If you're not very visual, that's unfortunate. I've got other tips and stuff, but I'm just going to focus on this one for today. If you are very visual, thinking about what you want from your dream lifestyle, where do you want to be? Regardless of how stupid or insane or crazy or whatever it may sound, what do they look like? What do they do? What are their habits? What are their beliefs? What are their routines? What do they think of a situation that you're currently going through? Realistically, every single person that does this has come back with the, with the saying of, I'll run you through this example because I can't not role play it. The client says, oh my God, Travis, I've overeaten this weekend. I've done this. I feel like such a failure. I've weighed in. I haven't even lost weight. I haven't even seen results. And it's been X amount of weeks, usually about probably two weeks where they have either lost a lot of weight, plateau during the middle, and then they continue losing weight. So, oh my God, it's been three weeks and I haven't seen results. What is going on? I am binging on the weekends or I'm emotional eating on the weekends and I don't know how to deal with my emotions for doing this, this, this. What the fuck is going on? How do I fix it? One of my many first responses is, okay, cool, awesome. It's awesome that you're aware of it because I need to let them know that just being aware of a problem is the first step to actually fixing it. And knowing that there's a problem means that we can fix it. Knowing that you have the power to fix a problem that was previously unaware to you and it is now aware is fucking life-changing. So first off, congratulations that you've made your problem aware. Now, what would future Travis say about this? I'm using myself as the example as the client here. What would future Travis say about that? Oh, I don't know, probably like do better or do this. Like, no, no, no. Who, okay, let's do this again. Who is the dream Travis, the dream this, is if you've already lost 10 kilos, is if you've already achieved your lifestyle and routines and job and relationship and everything like that, and that person is zen as fuck, considering what you said on our first coaching call, what would that dream version say? Oh, they'd probably just tell me to calm down or like, it's okay to have a meal off or like it, it's okay to have a weekend off. Like, right. And if that future version of you is just you, why are you presently beating yourself up and putting yourself into a guilt and shame spiral of emotional eating for something that you from five years from now isn't even going to care about because you've already achieved your goals and I'm treating you like you already have. Oh, I don't know. Right. So what we're doing right now is illogical. And I understand that emotions and logic don't really go hand in hand because if you make an emotional decision, it's typically illogical. So how do we get you from being incredibly emotional right now or when that situation does arise to dealing with that 
in a more appropriate way. I'll probably just think about the future version of me and what they would think or say about it. Right. So that's all we need to do. Because at the end of the day, future version of you and present version of you, they're the same person with the same mind and the same body. The dream body that you want to achieve is the one that you already have. And the dream lifestyle and mindset and habits and behaviors and getting rid of your limiting beliefs, you already have that and you already are that. They're not different people. They're not different brains. They're not different bodies. They're not different butts. They're not different legs. They're not different arms. They are the exact same person. The only difference is that you have not been as hard on yourself in your dream version compared to your present version. So if your dream version is not being as hard on you, why would your present version be as hard on you as you currently are? Oh yeah, I suppose that, that sort of makes sense. Awesome. This is why I believe having that five year, not a, not a plan, just a five year visualization of what you want, because that way you'll always be chasing it. How do they respond to a situation that you're currently going through? Realistically, if you are a, if you're a current client of mine, you know when we're on the phone together, I pause for about four or five seconds before I say shit. Because I'm thinking, okay, how do I say this in the most? How do I say this correctly? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I put together these sentences and make them coherent, but then also simplify them so that the client can understand them. What kind of support do they want right now? What do they need to hear right now? I don't really give a fuck about what a client wants to hear. I tell them what they need to hear because that's what they pay me for. They're not paying me. Oh, it's okay, sweetie. It's all right. Don't worry about it. You'll be okay. Just keep going. You're so strong. People don't fucking pay me for that. If you want that, you can get that for 20 bucks down at fucking Woolies. Just say, Hey, here's 20 bucks. Tell me that I'm doing awesome. You can get that from any coach at anything that is technically qualified, but although unqualified to run one-on-one stuff. Anyway, people pay me because I tell them what they need to hear and I call them out on shit that they're doing that other coaches just don't, they're not really comfortable in calling them out on. So how can you save yourself a lot of money and call yourself out on the bullshit excuses that you are giving yourself? How can you coach yourself? How can you be your own best number one cheerleader, but then also give yourself a little bit of a break? It's a fine line that we have to walk somewhere. But hopefully this podcast has helped you somewhat in that little perspective shift of being so hard and emotional eating, and then also realizing you can have whatever it is that you want, like literally whatever you want in terms of food. If you're exercising, awesome. It's going to be amazing for your mental health. If your nutrition is on point for five, six days a week, awesome. That's all you need to be really doing. As long as you're not eating 6,000 calories on a Saturday night, you'll be doing pretty damn well. Open up your time frame. If you have a lot of carbs during the day, awesome. If you have a lot of fat during the day, awesome. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be high carbs, low carbs, high fat, low fat. I can't have, I can only have veggies. I can't have McDonald's. I can't have this. I can't have that. Put everything on the table. Everything is on limits. And I mean fucking everything. Takeaway, Uber Eats, menu log, anything. I was going to say it again. Anything. So when you make your decisions, I don't know what to eat. Yes, you do. 
you just don't want to eat what you know that you need to eat because either you're tired, you're under eating, you're emotional, you know what is healthy and what is not. And it can also be the addiction. 4 p.m. every day, I go to Macca's drive through and get fucking a large quarter pounder meal. Because every day at 4 p.m. I get hungry and I've associated 4 p.m. hunger with McDonald's drive through So sometimes it is going to be a learned response and behavior that you're going to have to get over as opposed to a just a, I know what I need to do. I just need to do better. Sometimes it's a learned response. So hopefully that helped. Everything is on the table. Learn or start asking yourself, how should I eat? As opposed to what should I eat? You're an adult. You know what you can eat. You can have whatever you want, but it's going to be, how should I be eating? I should probably be eating to fuel my brain, my sleep, my recovery, and just feeling good and making sure that my mental health is taken care of. If my mental health is taken care of, that's going to lead me to be taking more positive actions for a positive lifestyle, which means I'm going to be feeling better quicker because I already know what I can eat, but instead I'm asking myself, how should I be eating? So hopefully that helped. If you've got questions on any of that, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and let me know. Otherwise, I hope you all have the best day ever and I'll speak to you soon.